possibly the world's greatest radio station. You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier. And it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 men 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The voice of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. The sound of the news, rhythm and blues. Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Very, very, very good evening to everybody listening to All Things Radio Live, wherever you are, whether it's evening, morning, or afternoon. Jeff Bennett sitting in for Bill Sparks. He might be here today. He's on his way in from Florida, and he's gotten some uh, delayed here. But we've got a full crew here. We've got uh, Sean and Chris and Gary and Perry and the rest of the gang here. And we want to thank Dave Rickert for doing the engineering. It's going to be a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. And, of course, we're going to start things off with our radio news. And we'll follow up with Jennifer Sparks' call and her in format changes. And then we'll follow up with uh, 
Just an interesting thing that Bill was able to find. It's Mike Pence. And before he was vice president, long before he was vice president, he was a radio talk show host. And we have a little air check of him doing a talk show in Indianapolis, Indiana from 1993. Next, we're traveling to Tucson, Arizona, and we're going to listen to radio station uh, KIKX AM from March 29th, 1969. And Tommy Ride. And I know there's another announcer in the air check. It's not the best quality, so I'm not sure what his name is. I know his name is Mark, and I'm not sure what the last name is, so I, I really wasn't able to give that. And finally, we're going to hear what an oldie station sounds like today. And one of the reasons I chose this radio station is one of the radio columnists I read is a guy named Sean Ross, who really liked this oldie station. He felt that this oldie station was quite good because why? Because it plays oldies that a lot of stations don't play, and every time he listens to the radio station, he hears something that he hasn't heard before. And the radio station is owned by a guy named Bobby Rich, who uh, we were talking about it earlier, worked in San Diego, California at KCBQ, worked in New York City at WXLO, worked in Philadelphia of Pennsylvania, and he owns the radio station. So, of course, he can do what he wants with the radio station. You get to hear that at the end of the show with our featured station section. All in all, we have... Well, what can I say? We have a very busy show going on. We'll say good morning, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all the panelists here, as usual. And Dave, I'm going to have you start things off with that all-important, as Bill likes to say, award-winning radio news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. With radio turning 100 years old, Entercom places KDKA on an FM signal. iHeartMedia renews its contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers on a pair of its radio stations. Format flips in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll let you know what's happening on the street. And we remember Sid Hartman, a sports columnist and icon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania makes news. This Thursday, radio turns 100 years old and in celebration of that, Educom has placed KDKA signal on an FM translator. Here's how this all plays out. KDK will air on the frequency of 100.1 displacing WAMO FM's hip-hop format. However, that hip-hop format isn't gone. It's moving to a frequency of 107.3 that's the translator frequency, relaying 660 on the AM band. The 660 frequency was broadcasting a rhythmic adult contemporary format. However, that's all gone at this point. Placing KDKA on the FM band coincides with the 100th anniversary of radio. Now, there's a lot of debate as to whether KDKA is the first radio station. However, most people believe that KDKA was the first commercial radio station that went on the air in 1920. In other news, iHeartMedia makes news by extending its contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, keeping the Cleveland Cavaliers on two of its radio stations. The Cavaliers will continue to air on radio station WTAM-AM in Cleveland, Ohio, as well as WMMS-FM in Cleveland, Ohio as well. Now let's move to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Stevens Media has made a couple of format flips. KTSO-FM, which transmits on a frequency of 100.9, has dropped its awesome 80s format in favor of soft oldies. However, the awesome 80s format is not gone. It is going to be airing on a translator on 94.5 that relays KTSO-HD2. And of course, we'll provide you with an air check of these radio stations in a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. When an individual spends 40 years at a radio station, that's pretty good. But when that radio station is a top 40 radio station, that's even more remarkable. The radio station is WILK-FM, licensed to Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, owned and operated by Cumulus Media. In 1980, they hired Jumpin' Jeff Walker to handle afternoons on their top 40 radio station. And 40 years later, he's still there. This radio station brings back lots of memories for me as your editor, because when the FM band was open, at one time before a translator entered the fray, I was able to listen to radio station WILK-FM 
and can regularly hear Jumpin' Jeff Walker on bad openings. Of course, we'll provide you with an air check of this remarkable radio announcer in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Keeping our microphones in Pennsylvania, let's move to Allentown, Pennsylvania, to be exact, where a new talk radio station is on the air. The station is WHOL AM. They transmit at a frequency of 1600 with an FM translator on 106.9. The station will provide a live morning show airing from 6 to 9 a.m., hosted by Joe Lagatti. Joe Lagatti comes to this radio station after working at radio station WROL AM in Boston, Massachusetts, owned and operated by Salem Media. The rest of the day will have syndicated talk programming. Congratulations go out to Mike Corelli, who's the new brand manager for Town Square Media in Albany, New York. He'll be running radio station WQBK FM, which programs classic rock and all of the other Town Square Media properties in Albany, New York. He comes to this radio station after working for iRock.com. Before he worked at iRock.com, he spent many years working at radio station WCCC FM in Hartford, Connecticut. However, that all changed when WCCC FM adopted a Christian format in 2014. Let's move our microphones to Colorado Springs, Colorado, where Cumulus Media is making changes to the radio landscape at Magic FM 98.9 KKMG FM. They're adding the syndicated Jubal Fresh Morning Show. The Jubal Fresh Morning Show investigates a radio station KBKS FM in Seattle, Washington, and is syndicated by Premier Radio. In other news, a pair of new Spanish-formatted radio stations hits Las Vegas, Nevada. Radioactive Broadcasting has acquired KADD-FM, which transmits on a frequency of 93.5 and has dropped the Mandarin programming in favor of regional Mexican. At a 94.5 KLXI-FM, they've dropped the Spanish Top 40 format in favor of Spanish Adult Contemporary. In other news, Rush Limbaugh announced on his Monday show that he's fighting the battle of his life, and the cancer that he has been fighting has come back with a vengeance. He's undergoing aggressive treatment, and we'll let you know more about Rush Limbaugh in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed up by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, United Healthcare, Geico Insurance, and Progressive Insurance. Finally, we at All Things Radio are saddened to report the death of Sid Hartman. You may not know who Sid Hartman is, but if you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, you would know who Sid Hartman is. He's an icon, a sports columnist, a manager of a basketball team, and he's more than that. He was a colorful personality who did radio work at radio station WCCO AM. Let's hear more about Sid Hartman, courtesy of WCCO Television. Harry Smith on a sports columnist so legendary, the statue outside the arena is of him. When the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves take the court tomorrow night in Minneapolis, there's a good chance Sid Hartman will be in the building to cover the game. He's been on the sports beat in the Twin Cities for more than 70 years. Sid wrote his first column on September 11th, 1945, and hasn't slowed down since. Harry Smith visited a sports icon for our Sunday closer. A 96-year-old man makes his way into the Target Center in Minneapolis. He's not a former player or an old coach. He's a sports writer. His name is Sid Hartman, a living legend. There's a statue of him outside the arena. I don't know if I'm a big deal. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I can't walk down the street without somebody identify me. They either hear me on the radio or read my column. This isn't a job. It's fun for me. The fun really started for Sid in the 1940s. He was running the Minneapolis Lakers, a team that would come to dominate the early days of the NBA. About the same time, he started writing for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He's still in the paper three times a week, four times a week during football season. And on Sundays, a double column. He's got the drive of a reporter half his age. No, 
make that a quarter of his age. Yeah, I'm tough on myself. I think uh, I, uh, if I miss out on a big story, I'm not very happy. Sid's son, Chad. How dogged is your father in pursuit of a story? Every bit as dogged today as he was when he first walked into the Star Tribune in the 50s. He wakes up every day and thinks competition is what it's all about. That has changed zero, and that's what keeps him sharp. Sid's office walls are plastered with photos, sports hall of famers, and people who are just plain famous. Sid gets to know people, and when he does, they talk. How are you doing? Glenn Taylor is the owner of the Minneapolis Timberwolves. He's also the owner of the Star Tribune. Okay, so you're his boss. I am. <laughs> yeah, well, let's laugh at that. <laughs> I own the paper that he works for, but I tell everybody he's my boss. Because when Sid calls, you call him back. He has no problems of calling me four times in the evening if he says, I have a deadline, I need the story. And he repeats that over and he expects you to call him back. And, and I usually do. Sid broke his hip a month or so ago. He's not happy about it. It's getting in the way of him doing his job. I got a nurse there that bothers me, drives me nuts. <laughs> With the help of Jeff Day, Sid keeps cranking out the columns. He says he'd like to work till he's 100. Have you ever thought about retiring? No, no interest. I go crazy. I've retired. As long as I'm healthy enough to do what I'm doing right now, I'm going to keep on doing it. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. And Sid well, was 100 years old, Jeff. He was 100 years old, and he worked yes. from what I, I was talking to Tim Awney, who does the uh, Tim, Tim on, works on the Worldwide Legend and is also involved with the coffee club, and pretty much worked up until the very end. Up until he did. The very end. Yeah. Uh, yes, he did. No, I'm not sure and... if he did the radio show at the very end, but he worked up until the very end. By the way, guys, with just one thing, just one thing for for Jeff and I, for you guys, if you think that you're going to have any sort of noise in the background, feel free to mute that the mute feature. Feel free to use it because we've had a lot of noise the past couple of weeks. So if anybody thinks they're going to have it, please use that mute feature. Now, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, I'm not as familiar with sports. But what about the Indianapolis Lakers? Did that did that become the Los Angeles Lakers? I don't I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, the Minneapolis Lakers. Minneapolis Lakers won five between forty nine and fifty four. They won five out of six championships. So they've got their seventeen now. They're tied with the Celtics for the most. But uh, five of them were in Minneapolis. They didn't win in Los Angeles until seventy two. So uh, yeah, they had quite a, a dynasty. With George Mikan was their best player, their center. And, and I did uh, he- I, I did hear Bill in the background. Bill, did you want to say something? Since I, I believe I heard you. No, I just got in. Uh, oh, good. You're, uh, we'll, we'll, put, put, we'll put a late sticker on you there, and you can go see the principal after the show. Uh, don't worry about it. And, and, Bill, don't worry about it. I am recording this, so I'll, I'll send you the backup, okay? Because I have it. We, yeah, we do have other stuff on Sid Hartman that we put on Sports Lounge Live, so if you want to download that podcast, 
Yeah. Feel free and listen to more. Yeah, and it's uh, November second is the actual anniversary of that broadcast. It's so that it's a week from Monday, uh, November second, because that was the day of the election, and their first broadcast was uh, Warren Harding winning the presidency in, in the 1920 election. And WBZ is already starting. Their their first day was not until two, uh, next year, you know, the 2021, September 21st, I think it was. But they're already saying now serving Boston and New England for a hundred years, you know, your hundredth yeah. year of service and, or whatever. The, well, the start. only reason I said that was a wow. debate about about KDKA is yes, I think we could acknowledge that they were the first station on the air at a hundred uh, at a hundred years old. They are. However, there were other people experimenting with a with uh, getting on the right. air before KDKA. Yeah. But the big difference here is that KDKA was the first commercial radio right. station that came right. on the air at that point. Yeah. Now yeah, I want to make one correction on the uh, on the station in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, and I didn't realize it until uh, I, I I got an e- email about it from some listener who said, by the way, we have to acknowledge uh, jumping Jeff Walker, and um, he gave he, I got the wrong station in the call letters. It's WKRZ ninety eight point five, and actually we will feature him next week in the in all things radio and on my featured station the question is how high can he jump after 40 years i mean that's really the issue (laughs) you you know it's funny chris i happen to hear him today as a matter of fact i got home i I had pre-recorded the radio station after i got my flu shot today i got home and he sounds as good as he did and they're actually letting him do a lot of personality where when he started in 1980 he 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 wasn't allowed to do anywhere any personality so there there is progress there bernie what do you think about the person about someone being in radio not radio, but top 40 radio for that long a time. Yes. I, I think that's absolutely, that may be the record for top 40. I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. That's a long time. And I know there have been some guys do it for a long time. But that, I, don't know. I mean, I will be, I will be 40 years. Hold on, hold on, Sean. Well, and the station, has be, been, uh, they've had a number of owners. Uh, they're owned and operated by Anticom, but they weren't back in 1980. But the fact is, he has to continue playing top forty music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really not crappy, right? We wouldn't catch me do it. I'll well, the no funny way. thing is, the funny thing is, they do very well in the ratings, but because they're the only top forty guy, game in town, you know. So, you know that that that's the big thing about I that. I think that's phenomenal. I really do too. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been in that market um, in the Wilkesbury, Scranton, Pennsylvania area when I was, you know, back in the year, back in the seventies. I'm, I'm talking about 1976, 77. And I have to tell you, at, at that time, I don't know if you remember, we were going through a, a pretty good sized recession and coming on at that point. And economically, yeah. that economically, uh, that area was very, very depressed, and there were a lot of people out of work in that in that area at one point. So. Uh, it certainly was uh, a very interesting station to listen to. And as I said, I used to listen to that station. We'll talk about this next week, but I used to listen to them when the band was open here. I was on 98.5, but they put a station on the air in Catskill on 98.5. Then we got another station on 98.3. And then, of course, that, that took that ability for me to listen to that radio station. But, hey, you can still – that's why there's an Internet out there, right? Yeah, that's what they say. That's right. Exactly. What's a radio anyway? <laughs> you know, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I mean the, other, the other day I did something quaint. I actually listened to the radio because I wanted to hear uh, what the processing sounded like on a certain station here. And <laughs> that was the only reason I That's listened great. to it. That's oh, great. Okay. I, that mean, the, I wanted to see if they turned it back up because they used to have really nice audio on that station and they hadn't quite turned it back up yet. So I just was wanting to check. So well, I, I will use the you. radio to do that. I, I will tell you that processing is. I think listen. I very the funny thing is I do the radio news. I and I, I read about five different sources, more about six sources to get radio news. I don't listen to the radio here in my market because in my apartment buildings it's just impossible to listen to FM AM. I should say just impossible. I know the fe- I know the feeling, Jeff. Yep, yeah, same. Yeah, thing. and I tend to listen to tend to listen to radio using my voice assistant, whether it be from Google or from Amazon. It doesn't really matter. 
but that's what I do. And, and, and very rarely do I put on the radio unless it's a big local story. Uh, and the big station used to be WGY. They had, they had lots of local news, lots of local people working on that radio station. It was owned by, operated by General Electric, world's great. Yep. And that, well, actually, that's yeah. long gone. I'm so, so used to listening to stuff on other devices that when I was listening to this station, I wanted to find out a song title. And I realized that I can't find out a song. And they no. do actually have... Yeah. They have these pre-recorded things at the end of the songs that do have song titles on them, but I wanted to look at it, you know, because I'm just if I'm you could use Soundhound or Shazam. Yeah, you could. Do that. Shazam yeah, will tell you, okay. and and even yeah. even your iPhone will tell you. If I say if yeah. I say what is what am I listening to, it will actually oh, yeah. tell me the name of the song, and yeah. it does get it right pretty much. But yeah, the other pretty pro- much the most big of the problem, time. Yeah. and and if you have Apple Music and it's in Apple Music's library, it'll actually point you to the album where where it's available to listen to, but. Um, it, that doesn't always work, but it, but it, it is there. By the way, for those who have, uh, just quickly, because I know we got to get to Jennifer's segment in just a second. I'm just giving Dave, Dave a warning here that uh, that uh, if those who have Google Play Music or Play Music, that's going away, and it's going to be you, you're going to be if you choose to do this, you'll be forced to get YouTube Music. It, it is there. It works. Um, the library conversion didn't work quite as well as they said it would, but well, you know, that's the way things happen. It's not as good as Apple music and certainly not as good as Spotify or Deezer, but it is there. It is a, a, a choice. And again, all these music services cost the same amount of money. Whether you have Apple, Google, Spotify, Deezer, etc. cetera, uh, for one person, it's nine ninety nine a month and that's what you pay and you get what you get. So what can I say? Another one, Jeff, that's before we go to, Je- before we go to Jennifer's format. Uh, changes. If you had tune in and you updated you, if you had any recordings saved, you're going to have lost those. The record feature, I mean, we knew this was coming. The record feature is gone. And if you had any saved recordings, they gave you no warning and those recordings were gone. Yeah. And somebody had some saved recordings and I am not very happy about it. Yeah. You also, you also can't browse like you used to on YouTube. That's correct. Yeah. It's really annoying. Tune in is really becoming more I, and more I, annoying. I have it on my day. phone, but you know what, Bernie? I never use it. I, I, I just don't use TuneIn anymore. But just except to, I use it a lot. I use it for I music. still use it for some stations that are not on yeah. other places. I use it with my voice assistant, but I don't use it for anything else. I mean, I don't use it on my phone yeah. like that. So, all right. Well, how about if we get, get things going here? And, and Dave, it's time to run Jennifer's call letter and format changes. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of October 22nd. KBZI 106.1 Moreland, Oklahoma signs on with Classic Hits and adds slogan Classic Hits 105.7 KOAI 95.1 Sun City West Arizona changes slogan from 95.1 The Oasis to The Wow Factor KGNM AM 1270 St. Joseph, Missouri changes calls to KY S-J-A-M. WSLK 880 Moneta, Virginia changes format from silent to oldies and adds slogan Lake Radio 880 and 98.3. WYXR 91.7 Memphis, Tennessee changes format from silent to variety. WBBF 1120 Buffalo, New York changes format 
format from silent to classic hits and adds slogan classic hits 104.1 WBTC 1540 Urchville, Ohio changes slogan from big hits WBTC to WBTC 1540 AM 101.9 FM WIL FM 92.3 St. Louis, Missouri changes slogan from 92.3 New Country to 92.3 WIL. KPSZ 940 Des Moines, Iowa changes slogan from KPSZ Praise 940 to Hope 940 AM. KMJR FM 98.3 Odom, Texas changes calls to KZLR FM WCHI FM 95.5 Chicago, Illinois changes format from country to rock. WCSS 1490 Amsterdam, New York changes format from oldies to classic hits and changes slogan from good times oldies to WCSS 1490. WGTN 1400 Georgetown, South Carolina changes format from talk to oldies and changes slogan from funny 107.5 to memories 107.5 WHIT 1550 Madison Wisconsin changes slogan from Hank AM 1550 and 97.7 FM to 97.7 The Farm WKSX FM 92.7 Johnston South Carolina changes calls to WLFW FM WRTA 1240 Altoona, Pennsylvania changes slogan from News Talk 1240 WRTA to News Talk 98.5 WRTA WNAV 1430 Annapolis, Maryland changes slogan from Your Hometown Station to WNAV 1430 AM WXKD 920 Brantley, Alabama changes format from not available to urban adult hits. The following stations has signed off the air. KJMG 97.3 Bastrop, Louisiana. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer. Okay. And uh, you should get an award for putting that all together. You've been doing it for as long as we've had a podcast here. So uh, thank you very much. Hey, one news item that I that I just saw today, and I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I happen to read the New York Post and uh, the radio columnist in the Post is, or the sports columnist talks about Greg Carton. And it looks like he is probably going to get a spot on WFAN AM. And it looks like, the, at least according to this sports columnist, I'm not going to say it's official, but it probably is. He normally is right about this. He's going to handle afternoons with Evan Roberts, and they're going to get rid of Joe Domingo. Joe Beningo. I can't pronounce it. Beningo. Oh, that's too bad. He's good. I like Joe Beningo. I was just listening to him today. And they say, well, he, they, they're saying he's 67 years old, and he kind of wants to retire anyway. But that doesn't mean he might be. he's gone. It could be that he might go to weekends or might go somewhere else. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's what – and and. And they are looking at it as as a ratings because Joe because Greg uh, Greg Carton and and uh, 
at Boomer Siason certainly did very well for them in the mornings, and of course it's Boomer's Boomer Siason and Chio. Well, See, I'm not supposed to know about sports, right, Chris? But I do. Yeah, you're not. Uh, so, so yeah, but this guy the... was. What was he, he actually? What was his crime? He, he got involved with some kind of a scheme. He was in a Ponzi scheme with, with with concert tickets, and he had a very serious gambling habit, yeah. and so that that he was using that to supplement the money he was making at WFAN. So, uh, so has he gotten? Of... Has he done oh, oh. any time or anything like that, or is he? Yes, uh, he, he just yes, got he out. Got, really... Yeah, he just got out. Yeah, he okay. just got out. Yeah. He did, he There's did a big. There's a big documentary on HBO. That's right. I think it's HBO or he, Showtime. One of them that just came out about HBO, him. I think. And that and what and it's been heavily watched. And so I think they realize that you know now's the time. The market's hot. People know who he is. They know he was out. Uh, remember, he was arrested. He was the one, Chris, that was arrested break. during a break. Yes. Yeah, oh, during yeah. a commercial break. Okay. Now you also have to understand as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Bernie, we know it's it's, it's radio's. It doesn't matter what you do. And you can Boomer get... had to go back on the air and explain it. What happened? Yeah. Where he was? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, fortunately, those uh, those commercial breaks are long enough. You can actually. Oh, they are. They're they're yeah. ten minutes now. Usually, they yeah. come well, get you quickly. This isn't the first time a radio announcer has been in trouble. There was a guy in Buffalo named Frank Benny. His name was Frank Benyak, but he used the radio name Frank Frank Benny. And then when he was working in Buffalo, he also had a gambling habit. But he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he, he didn't have a Ponzi scheme. He he robbed the bank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we had we had one here whose name was Marty Terrell, and oh, yeah. uh, he had um, some problems. A he got his station in trouble for using I think it was twenty f words in about two minutes, and uh, then well, he had do to, it. that'll do it. And then he got into yeah. trouble with the feds for getting people's credit cards and things like that. So well, you sure can find it all over. One I can think of that was arrested during commercial break. Well, I, 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 I never saw, I never heard of that being happening before either, Sean, but, but I know, yeah. back to a... Greg Carton, I mean, obviously he had talent and, you know, oh, he was this, good. This, two and he half, this two and a half year stint in prison that he did, I think it was two years, you know, it broke up his marriage. He was financially ruined. So, I mean, obviously he's got to get back into the game. I mean, the guy is, uh, is coming back. They're giving him a second chance. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, the only thing I can say is we'll see if that holds. If does it yeah. hold or doesn't it hold? That's the, that's we, the other thing. I yeah. mean, we briefly last week were talking about WILD and, uh, somebody said it was, went religious. It did. They are simulcast and that's a 1090. It's a day timer because they have to go off. I'm sure they don't even stay on even with low power for, because WBAL bombs right up in here, but they are, are simulcast casting WVNEV as in Victor NE out of Worcester and I don't know who owns them but that's also at 760 they turn their I think they stay on all night they turn their power on and there is a, a translator on uh, 101 something on on FM for the station so that's what WILD is doing they now are doing a, a religious teaching as Jennifer would say because it is not music it is religious uh, uh, you know uh, preaching and teaching Oh, bring back WWVA with all those preachers they used to have oh, back boy. between seven and midnight. And... <laughs> bring back XER. Don't, don't forget XEG. Roy Masters, though. He was there as well. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> and they don't do that. Any- I mean, WWVA really doesn't do that anymore. But they they would that their airwaves from seven o'clock at night till midnight was pure religion. Yep. Five days. W-A-I, away, too. Oh, six yeah, days I was like KXEL used to do that too. Yeah, six yeah, days so away on, was like on Saturday night. So annoying that OAI was like that. On Saturday night they had the. I'm sorry, Gary. On Saturday night they had the jamboree on on WWVA. WWVA, yeah. And I remember that quite well. 
Yep. LAC did it. LAC did it. Uh, WWL was 8 to 11 religious teaching. And then LAC was so like, LAC went to like we, 3 in the morning with their international. We had a pirate station. We had a pirate station back in the early 70s that uh, their AM was 1170. And if you weren't if you weren't close enough to the transmitter, you could hear WWBA and you could hear the preachers right behind Jimmy Hendrix's Purple Hay. Oh, cool. It was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, th- cool. I think I'd rather hear Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze, Bernie. Yeah, yeah. it was radio free. Yeah. They, they were just so good. K-A-A-Y did religion in the morning, and then they and did religion night. at night. And now they're religion all the time. Yeah. yeah. Jerry, Jerry, can you unmute yourself, please? I know you're from Indiana, Pennsylvania. You have a question, so please unmute yourself, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Um, I was wondering about that, too, Jeff, about WILK, because they were 980 a.m. And they uh, when I was up there in 03, and uh, they took the New York Mets at one time uh, when they were up there in Wilkes-Barre. And uh, you're talking about those preachers on WWVA. I used to hum along with this one guy. Uh, his name was R.L. Stiles, the Apostle of Love. And when he would get preaching, when he get fired up, he'd go, hmm. <laughs> I used to hum along okay. when he do that. Oh, yeah. well, thank you very much, Jerry. I, the, the one I remember was uh, was A.A. A. Allen from oh, Miracle, okay. Miracle, Miracle Allen. Valley, yeah. Arizona. That's right. I remember him. And, and there was, then there was Curtis there was, Springer. Uh, Curtis uh, Springer had all those scratchy records. And he also and sold all these potions. He, and, he, yeah, all that all stuff. and Robert Spring W. Water. Armstrong, the world tomorrow. Uh, yeah. How about Catherine Kuhlman? Hello, and have you been waiting for me? That's right, Catherine Kuhlman. Uh, started, and, but yeah. she gave a lot of money to the Western Pennsylvania State she School did. for the Blind. She did. And she I talked, heard that. And, wow. she ta- and she talked about that all the time. So that's what that's what she did. So that that you know we, we kind of broke it off into a tangent here on religious radio. I wasn't thinking about we go that way, but uh, of course it's it's a, it's a lot tamer than it used to be back then. Uh, it, it really is not what it was back. It's then. really packaged. If you listen I, now, there's some local preaching and where they're just doing things from a church or something like that. But generally, it's packaged. They've got a little music. They got a little this. They got all that. And it's really you know it's it's like a paid program, and, and that's what it is. But it's a yeah. lot more. It's not as earthy shall we say as it used to be no i i, I agree I, I, don't, I don't listen to it i'll be, I'll be truthful i'm not a, i'm not a, i really listen to it anymore but i did used to listen to it back then you know I, especially the pentecostal stuff I, that we had yeah well, it was had so fascinating Bishop, to hear it s mcdonald yeah. shelter they would start speaking in tongues i mean it was just and my, oh yeah my, and my sister would say to me something like why are you listening to this stuff i said i said because it's fantastic and then you're not going to hear this again all right how yeah, about if no. we do this how about if we do this Let's get to Mike Pence on W. I forget what radio station he is. You probably have to tell me, but let's get to IBC. Mike, IBC and let's get to his talk show. Yes. But Open Phone Friday, I am always jazzed because we have an opportunity to play catch-up with you, the listeners of this broadcast, on topics that we covered over the course of the week. And even though we we spent a good amount of time this week talking about the case of the Air Force versus Kelly Flynn, we did so touching on a variety of issues. Early in the week, we talked about whether or not it was time to rethink this whole business of women in the military. And by the middle of the week, though, we were talking about 
not only the role of, of um, the Air Force and the need for discipline, but also um, the whole national debate about adultery. And we had Cal Thomas's column on Wednesday in many Hoosier newspapers that reflected on this business of the normalization of adultery. But uh, that case, in fact, if you haven't heard about it yet, has been settled. In the case of the Air Force versus Kelly Flynn, First Lieutenant Kelly Flynn actually agreed to resign yesterday with a general discharge under honorable conditions rather than face criminal charges on adultery and insubordination and lying and other charges. Now, a general discharge, for those of you not initiated in this stuff, me included, a general discharge is just the next rung down under an honorable discharge. Honorable discharge is kind of self-evident. A general is given to people basically who have a record of non-judicial punishment but doesn't prevent access to veterans' benefits. You've also got below that an undesirable discharge, a bad conduct discharge, and a dishonorable discharge. So the first question I have for you at 800-603-6453 was, was justice served in the case of Kelly Flynn? I mean, getting the, getting a discharge that is just a, I mean, just a whisker underneath an honorable uh, a discharge, was that justice served in a case involving a highly celebrated, highly decorated first lieutenant, the first female B-52 pilot uh, who had become involved with not one but two extramarital affairs, lied to her superior officers about all of that? What Was the general discharge justice served? Call me at 800-603. Six four five three. That's eight hundred six zero three. Mike got a couple lines open. You can jump in. Jump in now. We'll go right to the phones in a moment. But also, I'm interested in continuing our conversation about the discomfiture that I picked up in the mainstream media with one particular element of this debate. It was this discomfort with um, a law against adultery. I mean, I, as I said, Cal Thomas picked up on it. Trent Lott, the Republican leader of the Senate majority, said that the Air Force was way out of line, that they needed to get real on this whole thing. And I felt like his comments and a lot of comments that I saw in some of the talk shows reflected an attitude that the problem here is that adultery uh, is a, really an antiquated sin, if you will. It's no longer in vogue in America. And therefore, Kelly Flynn, uh, whether whether she be in the Air Force or not, ought not to be in any way censured for all she did. What? Be involved in an adulterous affair. I mean, you, you get a sense, whether it's columns that I've read in the New York Times that, that called her behavior an offense of the heart or elsewhere, you, you get this sense in the mainstream media. And the problem here was a discomfort with adultery. And does that trouble anybody else? Give me a call on this at 800-603-MIKE. I mean, is adultery no longer a big deal Ow. in Indiana and in America. And just love to know your thoughts, because I, I for one, believe that the Seventh Commandment, contained in the Ten Commandments, is still a big deal. I, I maintain that other than promises that we make of, of fidelity in our faith, the, the, the promises that we make to our spouses and to our children, the promises that we make in, in churches and in synagogues, in marriage ceremonies around this, it's the most important promise you'll ever make. And holding people accountable to those promises and, and holding people accountable to respecting the promises that other people make, I, I, to me, what, what could possibly be a bigger deal than that in this country? But, Carl, with your take on it, uh, was justice served in the case of Kelly Flynn and, um, not terribly unrelated, um, is adultery just no longer a big deal? Uh, secondly, a big... 
Big bugaboo of mine. You know, we were out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway yesterday for Carburation Day. And I, we talked about the conflict between the various divisions of the sport, between the people in championship racing and the people in the Indy Racing League, between the Penske's and the Hallman's. But I, I, you know, I got up this morning and I decided that I'd completely missed the boat. That in fact, the, the real, the real controversy here involving the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has not to do with you know the Penske's versus the Hallman. But I think it is. I think it is the, uh, in some quarters in Indiana. I think it's the press versus the race. I, look, we were out. I do. We were out at the Motor Speedway yesterday. And I mean to tell you, we were um, in the midst of one of the largest crowds I have ever seen at that track on a non-race day. I would ballpark, having walked through the pits and having been out while practice was running, there, the entire inside straightaway, if you've ever been to the race, the entire inside straightaway was packed, okay? And every one of the suites were packed. I, I would ballpark maybe about 100,000 people there, bare minimum. But it was wall-to-wall. It took me an hour at 4 in the afternoon to get out of the track. That's how packed the place was. But I open up the state's largest newspaper today, and above the fold on page 1, above the fold on page 1, I am treated to a story about how uh, from vendors to ritzy hotels, this year the track means fading dollar signs. I am also treated on page 2 to a photograph of a vendor at a sausage and steak, peppers and onions extra, concession stand, standing virtually by himself, uh, with no one in sight, um, leaving me to ask when exactly it was that they took this photograph, because you had to stand in a line about 10 deep to get a sausage and steak sandwich yesterday. When they took this picture, I have absolutely no idea. Then I turned to the sports section, um, and adding insult to injury, and adding further impetus to my view that it is turning into the press versus the track, um, there in the uh, the lead story about Carburation Day is the following sentence. Oh, let's see here. There were no big surprises Thursday during Carburation Day. Nothing changed during the two-hour hot lap session before an estimated crowd of 15,000. An estimated crowd of 15,000. There were 15,000 people there before breakfast. 15,000. Who estimated that? This is absolutely astounding to me that the the largest newspaper in the state of Indiana, uh, the home of the greatest spectacle in racing, would, it is obvious to me, set itself against this great homespun sport of the Indianapolis 500. But am I being hypersensitive? Give me a shout. Open phone Friday on the Mike Pence Show. My brother, John, and I grew up in a small Indiana town. This is Mike Pence. I talk about a lot of great products and services on this program, and one in particular is near and dear to my heart. And we have it! Mike Pence! Open phone Friday on the Mike Pence Show. One line remains open. Was justice served in the Air Force versus Kelly Flynn? And anybody else getting tired of the media versus the race? Give me a call at 800-603-MIKE.
out to WTHI Radio, and uh, Dennis, you're on the Mike Pence Show. Hi. Yeah, Mike. Uh, hi. I just wanted to let you know, uh, I've been there, done that. Uh, I was court-martialed in 1958 for the same thing she was. Wow. Uh, I was I was an enlisted man. Uh, I was with a nurse. She was a nurse, was married to a Marine officer. Okay. And uh, she got, she was uh, given a general court-martial at that time under honorable conditions because an officer can resign. Okay. And that's basically what they did. I was given an undesirable. You were given, I'm just looking at that roster. So you got, an, uh, which is below, you got honorable discharge, you got general, you got undesirable. Right. I got an undesirable and three months in the brig. You got three months in the brig? Three months in the brig. Before your, I would assume before your discharge. Before my discharge. What do, what do you think about the justice in this case? Was she um, treated uh, too harshly or how, did, how do you respond? has blown it clean out of proportion. I think I think that she uh, got what she deserved. I think she probably uh, uh, should have had a court martial. Mm. I don't think she should have got uh, you know just been able to resign. Really? But See, that's no. uh, that's a personal deal. I don't think any officer. I think an officer and an enlisted man should have have to go through the same. Uh, have the same rules. Got it. Well, uh, it is interesting coming from your background that uh, why why do you think she got what she deserved here? I mean, you you said back in 1958 you went through the same thing. Have you learned things since then that convince you that the, of the error of your ways and her ways here? Well, yeah, I didn't uh, at the time I, I was dating her. I was in the uh, hospital and I had met her in the hospital. I was not aware that she was married. Uh, she did not have a ring on. She didn't wear a ring on. Then we got involved. And at that time, uh, it was too late. And uh, when I was told, they got me because you're not allowed to uh, fraternize with a uh, with an officer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they got me for fraternization. Not for uh, I was not charged with adultery. What do you think about what uh, Trent Lott and others have said here? Senator Trent Lott said that uh, the Air Force needs to get real about this. Well, I think he should just keep his mouth shut. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> the uh, uh, the U, uh, uniform. Code of Military Justice sets out all rules and regulations for the military to follow. Right. Everybody, when they go into the military, knows what the UCMJ is, right. and they know what the rules and regulations are. If they choose to do something that is against the uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice, then whatever punishment that the UCMJ uh, says sure. that they deserve is what sure. they get. And this is different. I, I can't, I'm trying to peg the right years. I don't know if the... Um I don't. I don't think the draft was in effect when you were in the service. Uh, I volunteered. I went okay. in under. Volu- I was volunteered. Well, doesn't but, doesn't uh, that support it even further that in your case and in and in Kelly Flint's in Kelly Flynn's case, this is a this is an all volunteer Army Air Force service. I mean, you're there because you've chosen to be there. Right. And and so you, you live. Well, it sounds to me, sir, like uh, you are a man of uh, tremendous judgment, and uh, I, I really congratulate you for the call and um, and for your obvious. Uh, um, your obvious growth in character since uh, since those days in your life. I really and truly offer my uh, my thanks to you, sir. Uh, good to hear from you, and happy Memorial Day. Wow. Well, I will tell you. When did that Hold on. Hold on. Let's not all talk at once. Hold on. Let's not all talk at once. 1993. I wouldn't have known that was the same guy. I wouldn't have known no. that was the same guy. I think. I wonder. And I just thought of this. I wonder if he plays a role, played a role there. As I'm going to sound like a talk show host, and now I sound like a solemn, serious 
statesman-like politician yeah. because he you didn't know, sound anything like that. He almost sounded like one of those preachers we've been talking about. He a little. Lapsed into in a way, yes. Well, Brent, I got to – did you know him? I never met him when he was there. I mean, I knew I knew he was there, uh, but we were never – we didn't cross paths because I was never on the air was there. Well, I mean, I will tell you, he, he is the typical talk show host. And in other words, you got a lot of him at the very beginning. And, of course, we got to hear the one call. But like Rush, he, he does a lot of monologue before he takes any phone calls. A lot of monologue. So. Yeah, and he was rattling papers like Rush uh, used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, he, listened to, he probably listened to a lot of Rush, you know. Yeah. And so, and, hey, Rush does it, other- I can do it. The other interesting thing is he kept talking about how he was going to take calls. And sometimes it's almost like he was afraid to reach over and hit the button. <laughs> now, just... obviously, he was doing it on WIBC, but he had an 800 number and he mentioned it. So yeah, he was, it was, was on... Was he uh... syndicated throughout Indiana, pretty much? Yeah. 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 Well, I will tell you, it wasn't a bad talk show. And he does sound a lot different today. Because, if, you know, look, and this uh... is 93 and we're 2000. You know, yeah. it's so many years later, his voice has aged. And, of course, you know... I don't care about Trump. I'm not going to get into the politics of it. Uh, for what it was, I think it was a very well done talk show. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is cadence. I mean, it's almost like it's one thing to say when you heard Glenn Beck as a DJ and you hear him as a talk show because we've had him on here as a DJ from Louisville and you heard him then as a talk show. Yeah, you knew he was being a DJ. You knew he was a talk, but his voice was the same. You, you could yeah. the, the cadence was similar. This is like well, I am Limbaugh. now going to be a solemn politician and I will speak this way. But when I do the talk show, I'm going to talk like this. Well, everyone, you know, there are people who use their rate. We have two hands raised. We do. So let's go. Let's go with the five nine five nine first. Can you unmute yourself, please, and hit star six to unmute yourself if you're on the phone, please. Go ahead. Okay, I got it, I got it now. I, just, I don't know what happened. It didn't, it didn't mean me the first okay. time. Yeah, go, right ahead, no. go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, couple of things. I I thought that was a really good talk show, and I you know I happen to agree with the guy, but that's beside the point. Um, I also think he'd be a better better president than Trump ever was. But that's my opinion. Um, I don't know. I was also thinking of Catherine Kuhlman and Curtis Springer. We used to have so much fun with Curtis Springer because at that time in the 60s, I could actually imitate the guy. And we, I didn't hear him. I didn't remember him or hear – I didn't hear him until he came to California the first time. And I was trying to figure out where in the world Baker, California was and all <laughs> You know, because I was, and, and, uh, but yeah, it was, he, hearing his name elicited a a lot of good, and yes, it elicited memories. (laughs) Very good, Dave. Thank you. All right. And let me get to our next caller. Can you unmute yourself, Bill? Out in Chicago. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, uh, one thing you got to remember Mike Pence was a minister at that time. And I was his church a couple of times, and he just sound the same in the pulpit as he did on his talk show. Oh, okay. Well, wow. I didn't, you know, I didn't a, know that, Bill. Oh, yeah, he was a minister. Oh, yeah, he was a minister. Okay. Mark, well, that's – yeah. Right. See, I, I don't know that you that anybody would have ever said anything like that on a talk. And, of course, this is the liberal Northeast and all that. I don't think anybody would have brought up that issue in that way on a but talk show up, in this market. Yeah, yeah religious-wise, that's why he brought it up. So he, yeah. got, he, he was getting the uh, – the religious ministry thing in there because he was a minister of, I forget, I forget the name of the church now, but I was there a couple of times on my mother-in-law was still living in Annapolis. She used to go down there. We mm-hmm. went to the church one time just to visit it. Okay. And then- she, she, she knew him. She knew him because, uh, before that she, she knew him signing the political ring because my mother-in-law, she ran a catering business and she catered for, uh, 
several of the governors of the state of Indiana. So I met she knew she knew all those political people. So we went to his church. Okay, wow. thank you very much, Bill. Right. Thank you. Oh, oh, one, one thing, one thing. Real no, 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 no. We're, we're done. Go, okay. no, go. I'll bring, go. I'll, I'll, no, I'll call no, you've you. said I'll enough. You. Okay, you can call in again. Okay. You've said enough. Thank you. Okay. All right. So now, if, if we had a fairness doctrine, we'd have to dig somewhere and find a Kamala Harris uh, talk show of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't have to. You, do that. We, Jeff, we do have another hand while we're at this. Okay, let me, I didn't see it. Go ahead, Karen. Yes. Uh, I think she cut herself off. She did. She oh. go ahead, Karen. I'm, I'm unmi- there I'm you unmuted. go. There you go. Good. You're good. Well, I just wanted to tell you this little story. Uh, uh, Pre- Vice President Pence was at the naval base my daughter stationed at, and she got to meet him. She found him, you know, very personable, and uh, it was just a brief meeting. But was that while he was vice president recently oh, now? Yeah. or yeah, oh, okay. just recent, okay. recent months. That's cool. I have heard that about uh, Vi- Vice President Pence, though, that he is a very, you know, whether you, po- political yeah. things aside, that he is a very personable person. I have heard that. And and, and I, I've heard his, I've heard his show, listening, just listening to his show, it, 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 you know, I don't necessarily agree with his politics. I'm not as conservative as he is. But, I mean, as, as talk shows go, it was a very good talk show. Yeah, he sounded all. pretty good. By the way, I found out if you want to know how many electoral college votes your state or any state gets, you can ask that to Miss A. I did that, was doing that today, and, uh, you know, that, that's kind of cool that we find out how many electoral college votes for each state. Good way to get them. Ah, very good. Hey, how about if we move on to uh, Tucson, Arizona, and we get to listen to Tommy Ride on radio station KIKX AM, 630 KIKX AM in Tucson, Arizona, and from 1969, March 29th to be exact. So uh, we'll get that going. This week, we're traveling to Tucson, Arizona, and we're taking the virtual time machine back to March 29th, 1969. And we're going to hear what Top 40 radio sounded like. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Tommy Wright. And at the beginning of the air check, there was another radio announcer, but I'm not sure what his name is. He doesn't say it very clearly. The other cool thing about this air check is you get to hear a complete American contemporary radio news reported by Lyle Dean. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station KIKX from March 29th, 1969 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. That's John Mayhill time. He's on the new line. 79 degrees, and boy, it's happening in Tucson. Kicks with more music. 154 Kicks presents John Mayhill time. As we swing. Remember, top 58 tunes at 3 o'clock with Tommy Ride. Hickory dickory dock. Rock around the clock. Coming Saturday night, 7 p.m. till midnight. The revolution. Saturday night, Kicks Radio and Revolution team up to present Rock Around the Clock. Five revolutionary hours of pulsating musical vibrations featuring ten of the city's brightest new bands. Every 30 minutes, a new group performing on two giant stages. That's Saturday night for the exclusive Rock Around the Clock at Revolution, 1824 South Alvin. And Revolution will be open Friday night also for the preliminary band competition leading up to the proclaiming of the top new group on Saturday night. Saturday night, rock around the clock preliminaries and final competition, presenting 10 of Tucson's greatest new groups. A dollar fifty admission for rock around the clock, non-stop music, another happening, 7 to midnight, this weekend, all 
79 degrees on the Tommy. For somebody who didn't have a whole lot to say, I, I sure came through, didn't I? I want to remind you that Tucson Autobahn Society has two tours open to the public planned for this spring. If you'd like further information, call Mrs. E.M. Pingree. He has founder of the famous Pingree Bird at 325-7692. yesterday. I'm not going to take you back to 1965 for Tom Jones and the Tommy Wright Show. At 2.06, Kicks presents John Mayo time. You remember, it's not unusual, don't you? Well, that's Tom Jones out of 1965 here on the Tommy Wright Show this afternoon. It's not unusual. 2.08 now, Kicks presents John Mayo time. I want to remind you the brand new Kicks Top 30 is coming up this afternoon between 3 and 6 o'clock. Where are we going to go? We're going to live a little. Sign off on Broadway at 5762 East 22nd Street. Also at 516 North 4th Avenue. Here's Smokey Robinson and the Miracles on the Tommy Wright Show this afternoon. And baby, baby, don't cry at 210. And Tommy Wright reminds you that John Mayo is coming to the U of A Auditorium Tuesday night, March 25th. That's Smokey Robinson and the Miracles on the Tommy Wright Show this afternoon. And that's baby, baby, don't cry. No need to cry because a little bit later on, we're going to be telling you blockheads how to keep your head above water. 213 on Kicks presents John Mayo time with Tommy Wright. Hey, listen, some of the groups appearing this weekend at Revolution will be The Magic, The Marshmallow Blues, Slim Jingle Band, Late Fire National Broadcasting, and many, many more. So make it on out Friday and Saturday night to a revolution. In the meantime, let me remind you this coming Saturday afternoon, the Kicks cast invites you to join in the fun. Oh, gonna be a lot of fun. 2 to 4 o'clock at the new Sprouse Wright store in the Casablanca Plaza. There will be up to $75 in gift certificates given away. Crazy prices, beautiful gifts, record albums, and during the remote broadcast, there will be numerous instant sales where merchandise will be marked down to pennies for just a short time. You can't afford to miss the fun and the bargains tomorrow. Now, remember, that's the new Sprouse Rights in Casablanca Plaza. Just take the Oracle Road or First Avenue to Brutus Road. That's tomorrow from 2 until 4 o'clock with all the kicks cast. Be there. No, I'm going to be there, and I wasn't even invited, so...
Season against Chicago last night. Keep free, keep 
partly cloudy today, cooler and windy with a slight chance of showers tomorrow. The high today, 80 degrees, the overnight low 50, and the high on Saturday, 75 degrees. It's 78 degrees at 226. This is KIKX 2020 News. Well, there you go. Memories of Top 40 Radio in Tucson, Arizona for March 29th, 1969. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there are any classic radio air checks that you'd like me to present, I'll try to get them on for you. Why don't you let me know about it by email? The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Wow, I, I kind of like that station. Yeah, the um, John yeah. Mayer check was actually March 21st because March 25th, they said, was upcoming that John Mayall concert. And uh, they, the, the championship games, they were talking about uh, Purdue and UCLA and BC and Temple were on March 22nd. So, But uh, anyway, yeah, it was an interesting station. And, you know, they, they had a really up-tempo uh, format there. The only problem I found with that news, and maybe because I'm so used to it today, is that the news seemed to drag. I mean, it just that it was a five minute news. Well, case it was interesting. Yeah. What they did they only back one commercial then, break in that newscast. Well, too. The, it was the thing I was thinking of with all the kids singing the Armor Hot Dogs, and then uh, they, you know, uh, their grandchildren now are singing the One Eight Seven Seven Cars for Kids. I think, but the you know, yet you hear all the time. But the thing is, the the news stories would take. Uh, they took more than 30 seconds. That's why you think it drags because everybody in this country has ADD now, so they can't absorb oh, yeah. anything that takes longer than 30 seconds. The news stories, if they needed two minutes, they took two minutes. Except that one about the piano with President Nixon. That that it, it sounded horrible when I had to listen to it on the. Uh, yeah, it was pretty unintelligible. Yeah, because it was a I phone think. in. It was a phone in story. It it, it probably did, it didn't sound any better over the network lines. That yeah, it probably it, didn't sound too now, good. The American Contemporary Network is that the one that became one of the ABC networks? The ABC? No, yeah. no. Here's how it. Okay, in 19, uh, on January 1st of 1968, ABC Radio broke up its main network into four networks, the American Contemporary Network, the, the American Entertainment Network, the American Information Network, and the American FM Network. They dropped the American later on. And each of those networks were, were targeted, Sean, at a different type audience. So the, Amer the okay. FM network and the American FM network was uh, designed for either beautiful music or progressive rock stations. Yeah. And and the American Contemporary Network right. was was meant for uh, for top forty stations. W, so WABC yeah. and WOS, see, they were the big pushers for that. So they got and they had a little thing that you would do. I think his name was Frank Kingston Smith, and he later became a DJ here. Retro Rock that they right. that was done stuff. by yeah. Frank Kingston Smith and also Jim Nettleton. Jim Nettleton did it, and they also and, had National Sound Survey. I, by the time I was old enough, contemporary. they were the ABC Contemporary Network, so they had already quit calling it the American. They had put the ABC back into it. In That's correct, and. Not only that, the American Contemporary Radio Network also had things like Roby Remembers. It was an oldies thing that would go on the air but Roby before, Young, he got, yeah. before he got fired from WABC. That's another story in itself. We'll go Yo, into that's, that. Uh, another, later another, that year, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, 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 of course, the, all the other networks had, to, had their own features. For example, the American Information Network had a thing called Perspective. That came over from the days when it was just the regular ABC network. And that was a, an hour – actually, I think it was an hour-long show. A long show on Sunday. No, Sunday giving, morning. Yeah, Sunday talking morning about the, what, what happened in the news that week. So – that was another yeah. show that was very big. And also, I even, thought it was pretty good. Even I though, liked it, yeah. Even, even though it. the ABC network split up, at least for, the, for a while, well, when they split to the different networks, they still kept, and that was on the American Entertainment Network, they still kept the Don McNeil Breakfast Club. But that didn't last very long, but it was still there for a while. Walter Swank, can you unmute yourself, please? And I know you would like to say something, so go ahead, Walter. Can you unmute, please? And Walter Swank is coming in from, I guess, I forgot, Iowa, someplace like that. But go ahead, Walter. Can you, can you hear me? Okay, when you're muted, yes. Go ahead, Walter. Go ahead, Walter. You're unmuted. Go ahead, Walter. All right. Well, 
we'll move on. Yeah, that was a pretty good, uh, interesting air check. I wish it was better quality, Bernie, because when I do these things, I don't always have the, the uh, opportunity to get a better. It was quality. 1969. That's a long time ago. And it well, might have been yeah. recorded off cassette. You know, it could yeah, have but I don't know where it was recorded yes. from. I, yeah, I, found, I don't know either. But. I find these air checks from like... various places all over the place, and you know, sometimes they come out and they're good. Sometimes they're not good. But uh, many it, times they're good. Many times, yes. Yeah, they really are. Walter, are you ready to talk to us yet? <laughs> He's probably ready. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta unmute yourself, Walter. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, he's not on the phone. He's on his iPhone. Go ahead, Walter. Oh, okay. Okay, let's continue on. You know, um, one of the things I I try to do, one of the things I try to do when doing these shows is try to get air checks that relate to this featured station coming up. And I'm just talking because I don't want to be early for Tim. Um, but the, we got. Oh, he wouldn't know what to do with the prosperity of having an extra five <laughs> yeah. minutes. Please. Yeah, I know. We well, can take care of that. Yeah, well, we're talking <laughs> yeah. right now. One of the stations we're doing is yeah. uh, station in, in Tucson, Arizona. How many radio owners do you know that actually do their own radio shows? Well, Bernie, we've already heard uh, Bill Shirk on uh, WXLW. Oh, yeah. Uh, any of you guys know of any other radio owners who actually do their own radio shows when they no, own not that anymore. radio station? Our guy on WJDA, it was James D. Asher in Quincy. He owned the station, and he yeah. did the morning show every morning for about 30 years. So from he brought wow. it on in 47, and he did it till the mid-70s, uh, I think, when he died. or uh, you know, I think he did it right up until he died. Our illustrious lieutenant governor here in the state of Texas, he did his own show. It was a talk show on his conservative talk station, Houston, when he brought it on the KCV. air. He also Maybe started as outlandish on his talk show as he is uh, nowadays. He actually uh, started a. He had a sports bar because he used to be a TV sportscaster and and uh, in Houston, and so he had a sports bar after the uh, TV station blew him out. And then he bought KCV and he was doing some sports stuff. And then he went local talk, and you know, then it became a less kind of a rebellious type station. The late '80s, he was kind of like the the third guy on the block and he was trying to make it work. Well, I think in Boston, I think in Boston, Chris, now maybe you can tell me if you're, if this is true or not, there was a, a, a guy who did classical music. He owned the radio station. And what he would do is if he said, well, I'm going out to the barbershop now and yeah. he'd sign the station off. And then, it was up in Gloucester. It was WBOQ radio yeah, box. BOQ. His name was Brian. Yep. Someone over there. I forgot. <laughs> I, forgot his, he, I remember so, hearing him. See, it was hard to get. It was uh, one of these little niche stations. And if you were up on the North shore, you could get it better. But I did get it once in a while, and he was an old. By the time I heard it, he was an older man. But I think he'd been running it for quite a number of years. And yeah, he'd put on automation while he went to the store, and he'd come back. And of course, Bob Bittner with WJIB and uh, WJTO uh, in Bath, Maine, JIB in Cambridge. He does that. You know, he he puts those music tapes together and or music, however he does his automation now. He used to do it on a VCR tape. He used to tell, explain that. You know, in the old days, that's how he ran his tapes. But, I, I know. Yeah. Ellen, Ellen, would you like to say something? Go ahead. Yes, I do. Um, actually, we had here in Albuquerque, we had an owner, his name was uh, Don Davis, and he worked at, he owned in a station there, 1550 in uh, on Vanguard Media, and he ran a morning uh, music show. He voice tracked it, but he did run it for, you know, for a while. I don't know if he still, because everything else, it changed considerably since, but I um I do remember that way. You know, it was a while back. But and the I, other person uh, I'm thinking of was a guy. He ran. He owned WBNX in New York. It was on 1380. There was 
you don't see too many of them around the country, but there was the, the example of this happening is in Chicago where they had four different radio stations that shared the same frequency. Well, WBNX was on 1380, and they shared the same frequency with WAWZ AM. They had an FM affiliate in Zarephath, New Jersey, owned and operated by the Pillar of Fire Ministry. And the, the guy that owned this radio station was a guy named Richard Eaton, and he would he was a preacher as well. And he, the station was not religious. WBNX by no means was religious. It was a Spanish station, and they had some brokered programming as well. But he would run this thing called the, the Voice of Today or, so, or the Voice of the Message of the Voice. And every radio station he owned was required to run his programs twice or twice or three times a day. They were, I think they were 15 minutes long. And, and, and he said, well, you know, I own the station. This is what you will program. And so then, of course, they did. They want to get paid. They want to get paid. They got to get paid. So, you know, you do what the owner says you're going to do. So that's what happened, in, uh, at least in New York City, when it comes to that. And uh, But it's interesting because you see all kinds of radio, and especially in big cities like in Boston and New York. We've, we had a station in New York as well, WHBI in Newark, New Jersey, and they served New York. And it was totally brokered. That not one radio personality on that radio station uh, was paid by the radio station. They brokered the time. They bought and sold the time on their own, and that's how they were on the air. Until Don Lewis, the owner of the radio station, ran afoul of the FCC, and I'm not sure what caused it, but he ended up losing his license and selling the radio station. Classic radio station, Italian during the day. Um, black gospel at night, jazz at night. You never knew what you were going to hear in that radio. Each hour was a different show. And well, it was a, a forerunner of what you see now in Broker. You know, that's what the way all the, a lot of stations are like that now, where they bounce from language to language. And, you know, a lot of them tend to stick with one language, but some of them, uh, you know, it's different languages at different yeah. times of the day. Yeah, the other thing I'm thinking about was, uh, wasn't there a guy, and uh, you remember him uh, in Massachusetts who paid for the time, but it was Gus Saunders. He did a cooking show. Yes. Yes, and it, yeah, that was the Yankee Kitchen, and uh, it was sent all over New England. Now, he, he had hooked up with uh, Ken Carter, or Ken, uh, I forget what his that real name was, but anyway, he owned W, uh, at that time, WROL. Well, it still is, but 950, and he was on WACE in Springfield. I think he had a, a few affiliates around New England, and he paid for that time. I think it was like 1 to 3 in the afternoons, and they'd do the recipes over the phone. A lot of blind people in the in the in New England area got to know each other uh, because they were, and he would read, you know, and we talked about this. Somebody would say, um, somebody call in and say, "Hey, I'm I'm Jan, uh, but I wanted to know. Millie two weeks ago had a a chocolate uh, you know, chip cookie recipe that sounded really good. Do you have that? Oh, let me look. Yeah, yes, I I will find that. Oh, it's here in my book. Yes, okay. This was a couple of weeks ago, Wednesday. Is Millie's recipe for you? And, and, it was and he would, uh, he'd read the thing like that. You know, and it was all done by phone line, Chris. I mean, because you could tell yes. that that all these stations were linked together by not one of these equalized phone lines, equalized lines from AT and T or Bell, whatever. It was all done by telephone lines. So it, and you. He knew right, it, yeah. so it, but I remember the show, and he did it right up until the day he died. Probably, I mean, he, I don't ever much. remember. Yeah, I yeah. never remember him retiring. It was just no. This, I would go to Cape Cod with uh, when we traveled out of Massachusetts and, and listen to this show, and 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 the person I was with, uh, the, the the lady I was with, would say, "How can you listen to this stuff?" I said, "This is classic radio. You're never going to hear this again. When this goes away, it's no. never coming back." No, and that was never a cooking show that was done in that way. He had been uh, the uh, the person with. You remember when they used to have uh, radio? Uh, there'd be a woman that would come on on a lot of radio stations, middle of the road stations in the 50s and 60s, and they would come on a radio station about 9:30 in the morning and have 
a, a woman's talk show kind of thing about yes, what, whatever yes. they were going to do. And the one that he worked with was Louise Morgan, and she had this very dignified voice, you know. And he would talk to her, oh, Louise, what's going to be happening? This? Well, I'll tell you, Gus. And they'd talk, and, you know, this was the thing. And, and he, she, she would be on – every station had one. Marjorie Mills on – this is in the mid-50s and early 60s. Yeah, Marjorie Mills. Marjorie yeah, yeah, you know. And too, it was, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, there's no such radio as that anymore because it was not. No. We're not talking. I am woman. Hear me roar. We're talking. I am woman. I'm going to cook or I'm going to go uh, sew something or whatever. It clean was not house. any <laughs> clean the house. It was not. Yeah, the queen of the house. That's right. It was not anything about um, you know women's lip. It was. It was women. They were home. The kids are now off to school. It's nine thirty in the morning, and they had their women's show for like and, half an hour, and, and women talk, loved it. And talking about radio formats that don't exist anymore. Anyone knows who listened to WORAM in New York, and Bernie is right. You know, he they had him. They had them all over the country. Every show was 45 minutes long, and you got Correct. a 15-minute newscast every hour on the hour. And each day, you knew that it's – I'm not just – I don't know the exact schedule. But you knew, for example, yeah. at 7 o'clock, the news was done by Jack Allen. At 8 o'clock, it was done by Harry Hennessy. At 9 o'clock, it might have been done by Peter Roberts. I don't remember all the news reporters. They yeah. had, and they had Henry Gladstone with the news. And, they had, and every hour after the John Gambling Show, because that was the show that would run from 5 until yep. 9 or something like that, they had Peter Lynn Hayes and Mary Healy. They had Martha Dean later to repl- be replaced by Mary. Uh, Arlene Francis. Arlene yeah, Francis. The Fitzgeralds. Uh, the McCanns. Um, yes, they had couples. Then, yep. And then they had mm-hmm. an afternoon drive show called Radio New York and Radio New York with uh, John Wingate. And in yep. the evenings, they'd have Barry Farber and Gene Shepard, and they uh, and then Barry yep. Farber would uh, do an all night show. And, yeah, and Lester I'm, Smith was Gene Shepard's newsman at you know, ten o'clock yep. at night. I remember hearing Lester and, Smith all the time. And, and he also had Bruce, and I can't remember Bruce Elliott was also a newsman for yeah, him as well. Okay. And all and those were of, former. Some of them were former mutual people. That you remember, that WOR was the flagship for mutual radio in the late fifties. So some of these people you would have heard on mutual uh, too, you know, and they just would, had stayed with WOR instead of going with mutual because mutual went down to Washington. And uh, WOR, many mutual shows in the 30s, 40s, and 50s were done at the WOR studios. That's right. So radio certainly has. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say whether it's gone, but downhill, uphill from there, because I don't. Because I, I think we have to look at the perspective what we're it's living different. in. It is definitely different. I mean, times are different. The times are definitely different. Well, you know, times are rolling here, and times are moving on here. Have we I, have we t- used enough time to get to it? So uh, Tim can start around eight yes, o'clock. We we have. I kind of timed this out because my feature station is about eleven minutes long. So Dave, what I'm going to have you do is we're going to play the featured station, and you're going to follow it up with the closing theme. Thanks, thanks to Dave Reeker. And thank you, Chris yeah, Rieker, as well, for putting up with this as well. <laughs> and thank you very much, guys, for listening. And Bill Sparks is in Florida. He's settling in. I talked to him on the phone. He's doing okay. And we'll get him next week. He'll be doing well, he, uh, he had a cameo appearance. And then when I told him he was late, he headed out the door again. That's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to get her, you know. All right, Dave. We're gonna ask you to. We're gonna ask you to say. Uh, we're gonna say seven threes, as they say in ham radio. We'll catch you all yeah. later. Dave, start the featured station this week in my featured station segment. We're traveling to Tucson, Arizona, and we're going to listen to a station that was recommended by one of the radio columnists I follow. His name is Sean Ross. The station is KDRI FM. They're an oldies formatted radio station, and they sound pretty good. One of the things he likes about this radio station is that they play lots of oldies you don't hear on other radio stations. The morning announcer we're going to hear is Bobby Rich, who is the owner of the radio station, and he's a radio announcer who you've heard throughout the country. He worked in New York, Philadelphia, as well as Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, sit back and relax and listen to radio station KDRI AM and its FM translator on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Here we go. KDRI Tucson, K269FV, Oro Valley. The Drive. 
101.7 FM, AM 830. It's drive time. Thursday, day 107 of temperatures 100 degrees or higher in the calendar year 2020 in Tucson, Arizona. Well, we've already had 107, so yeah. today will be 108 if we reach be, 100. Some people it'll be one, yeah. we might just hit 99, so we're going to teeter. Yeah, well, that's what we said yesterday, and it ended up being 101 yesterday. Yeah, so. I know. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the countdown, and uh, at least it's heading in the right direction. Finally dropping closer to average by the end of the weekend. Yay, team! It's the Drive to Sun at 703, 101.7 FM, AM 830. Uh, this morning, we've got a traffic hazard 22nd Street and South 5th Avenue. Also keep in mind, railroad work happening, Sawadita Road and Nogales Highway. Avoid that intersection if you can, because the detour to get around it's a nightmare. And that work is going on until 7 p.m. tonight. They've working on the railroad all, all the live long Tucson, 101.7 FM, AM 830. Good morning from Bobby Rich and Hill Bailey. Hi. Hello. You know, we've got just one little kerfuffle happening this morning, and we were expecting it because it's been going on since yesterday. Railroad track work near Sabadita Road and Nogales Highway. There is a detour to get you around there, westbound or eastbound. It's kind of a nightmare, so pre-plan for that. They're doing that work till 7 p.m. this evening. Do you know what I love hearing stories about? Hmm, what? Onions, sexy onions. Yeah. yeah, we had one. We had a story about a sexy onion that Facebook took down because the onions were too sexy. Um, goats. Oh, I that's love, right. Bobby the goat. That's right, Bobby. Um, <laughs> I just love goats, and they're so cute. Even when they get big, they're still cute. Right. And um, uh, we found this story up. <laughs> Uh, it's an, actually it's a video, and uh, the goat was with its uh, people and was walking about thirty-three feet or so on its hind legs. Yeah, so standing standing up and walking on his hind legs. Mm-hmm. The goat. Mm-hmm. It, it, this was in India, and uh, it, needless to say, it stunned the villagers. <laughs> As it walked past everyone on two legs. I know. Well, what's really weird, if you watch this video of this goat, we've got it um, up on Facebook and Twitter. You can look for the Drive Tucson. What's really weird is that it looks like he's carrying something under one of his hooves. Like, almost like... Like a purse? Yes. <laughs> he's got some sort of object, like like he's carrying his lunch to work or something like that. It looks so weird. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he seriously, he's like, he walks on his four legs, and when he gets to a certain part of town, he gets up and walk, 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 walk past all these people with his little purse or his lunch or whatever it is, and then he gets down and goes the rest of the way. It's just oh amazing. God. 
Oh, I just love stuff like that. Okay, so I'm going to go look at it on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. the Drive Tucson on Facebook. CA. Uh, when you take this goat out, you don't have to take it for a walk. It goes for its own walk. It does. It on absolutely does. Yep. Yeah, and tell us what you think that is in, in, in its little paw. The Drive. The Drive. It's all about Tucson. 101.7 FM, AM 830. I know you're going to find it's hard to believe, but summertime is almost over in Tucson. What? Uh, I know. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, we don't follow the regular rules on summer. It's still going to be like 100 today. Thanks for listening to The Drive, Tucson. so much. Give me some loving and give me some hey by Spencer Davis Group on the drive, Tucson. Give me some 101.7. Hey. I got a little hey. Hey, hi there. little hey, hi there. 101.7 FM AM 830. you were hungry. Um, no, I was not going to chew it. I was just going to hey it. I was going to hey it. Bobby Rich and Hill Bailey, one of our special things we do every day for you is to let you know what's going to be open, open. what's open and up not new. Open. That's what we call it. That's what the list is all about. Here's Hill Bailey. Um, okay, let's start with roads. How about okay. the intersection of Sawadita Road and Nogales Highway? Open or not open? Not open. That's where the railway thing's going on. There. Very good. And do you by chance know when that will be finished? 7 o'clock tonight. Very good, Bobby. How about this one? Open or not open? Tucson Speedway. Uh Speedway Boulevard or Tucson uh, Speedway or, Racing. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I'll say not open. Oh, they really? are open. In fact, they've got events coming up on the 17th of this month and also on the 31st for Halloween. They do 12% capacity. Really? Oh, open or not open? 12%. To Mamak Hill. Oh, my gosh. Would you people on hiking Tumamak please use your masks before they close you? It's still open, I hope. Yes, but only 50% of patrons are wearing their masks, so I bring it up because they will close it. Now, I get it. it. Hiking in 100-degree heat with a mask on is not desirable, which is why I don't do it. But if you're going to go on Tumamak, you need to wear your mask or they're going to close it. Yep. Open or not open... The high school football season for TUSD. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm going to say open. No. No. Even though uh, it's open for the state of Arizona and some schools like South Point have already begun their football season uh, because we've already had an outbreak now at South Point. Uh, TUSD holding off right now on starting mm. up the football season. Open or not open, downtown bar slash restaurant, the Funky Monkey, Bobby. I didn't know that was a bar. I, I drive by there all the time. And uh, the Funky Monkey, I thought they sold like tourist, uh, you know, little stuffed animals or stuffed cactuses or something. Um, I don't think it's open. I'm going to say not open. It is now open. Hours are 4 p.m. to midnight, Wednesdays through Saturdays. Open or not open, Bobby? Nightfall at Old Tucson this year for Halloween. 
open. Nothing is open at at Old Tucson, unfortunately. They are closed up, maybe forever. Mm-hmm. Open or not open, City of Tucson offering mortgage assistant grants up to $5,000 if you're eligible. I heard about that. A um, little bit complicated, but you can apply for it, and it is open for business, that so to speak. That is correct. Open or not open, free ride Thursday with Tucson Bike Share. Come on and take a free ride. Free ride. That's the little uh, electric kind of bikes, right? Not the not bicycles, but uh, the little scooter things? Nope. Don't this it? is no? the yellow bicycles. The ride oh, share. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, open then. Open. Very good. And it's free for you on Thursdays all month long. That's what's open and not open. It's drive time. Well, there you go. A taste of Tucson, Arizona and radio station KDRI AM and its FM translator with their morning show hosted by Bobby Rich. I really enjoyed this radio station and maybe in the future All Things Radio Live broadcast will feature more of this radio station at a different time of the day. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.